Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 162 22 lessons I learned in business and in life that are very interchangeable. All right, so I had done a post, it was last year, and I was talking about, I was just kind of doing a quick rundown of some various lessons I learned in business. And when you look at them across business or your life, they're very interchangeable. What do I mean by that? Like a lot of our personality, our character, our habits, if you ever heard the expression, how you do one thing is how you do everything right? So that is true in all areas of your life. So a lot, I've always, the reason why I've always uh, had an affinity for talking about business and spirituality and intersecting them throughout the last so many years online is because I found that uh, business is also actually can be very spiritual if you allow it. If you allow um, intuition and character and God and your soul and your integrity and all these things to work through you, it makes you better in business. It makes you a better communicator. It makes you better in negotiating. It makes you better at creating win-win scenarios. It makes you better all around, in my opinion, in business. Well, it also obviously makes you all around better in personal life. In your personal life, you have relationships. In business, you have relationships. In your personal life, you have communication in your business life you have communication in your personal and business lives you have honesty and transparency or at least you should you have um you know vulnerability you have um consistency commitment you have integrity all of these things are very interchangeable so here are 22 lessons i learned in business and in life that are interchangeable and there's probably another thousand or so I could probably add to this list number one consistency is boring but will beat talent that's right consistency can be boring doing something repeatedly that works works however you might get bored because you're doing the same thing but it works and so be comfortable doing things that get you good results and the reason why I said consistency is boring will be, but will beat talent is because you can't just win off of talent alone because if you're not showing up and you're not, you can't beat the consistent person that just won't give up. You can't, you can't. And then the second point I made of that one was, so number two, talent is a gift and wins games, but mastery and consistency wins championships. This is true in business and in life. Talent is a gift and wins games. You can be talented. You can, so in business or in life, you in, in life, you could say, you know what? I, I know what I need to do and I've, I've got that level of character. Yeah, but are you constantly working on yourself and are you being consistent with working on yourself and showing up? Because championships aren't just in sports, they're not just in business, they're in life. Your friends, your family, your spouse, your anybody relies on your mastery and consistency. And if you're going to want it from somebody else, you're going to have to be it. That's how you reflect it. That's how you receive it. Talent is a gift and wins games. Anybody can be talented. 
And yeah, you're gonna win. You're gonna win a few games. You'd be raw talent, but can you consistently show up? Can you consistently work on your craft? Can you consistently work on your character and your behavior day in and day out? And yes, you will make mistakes. And yes, you will lose games. And yes, you will lose deals. Unless you, yes, you will lose sleep. But each day, you have to get one percent better. Consistency wins championships. Mastery wins championships. Number three, this is more business related, but you know, I'm sure we can relate to life in business. Repetition beats customization for any of you out there. Actually, I, I have a complimentary one for number four in business. Repetition beats customization for any of you out there running a business. So now you're gonna get a little bit more of like my business hat on here. I, when you do a lot of custom things for every single person, but you don't have repeatable processes or repeatable frameworks. If you're always starting from scratch, it can be very time consuming. It can be very daunting. And, you know, you could be losing more often than not losing time, energy, money, and sleep. And I'll tell you why, because ultimately people are coming to you for your talent. They're coming to you for your uh, expertise. They're coming to you for your opinion. You're, they're coming to you for whatever it is that you're going to be supplying them. Now, when I have done too much customization in my consulting or in my agency, we got off the ball. When I used repeatable systems and processes and approaches and discernment, we were able to get projects and things across the finish line. Repetition is scalable. If you customize every single time. Now, again, I'm not saying don't customize. Like you could be an artist that does very specific designs for each specific type of person. Fine. But are your processes repeatable? So that way, you know how, like, for example, my writing, I write something different all the time. I am always writing something different, but I have frameworks, processes, and templates that I am always using to repeat the level of writing I want to achieve. So think about it like that. But number four is the opposite in life. Repetition creates customization. So in business, repetition beats customization in life. Repetition creates customization. What do I mean by that? If you are, if you are actively participating in your life and you're repeating good habits based on things that you want to see in your life, welcome to creating a life by design, not by default. Repetition of good things creates the life you are trying to create, period. So in business, repetition beats customization. In life, repetition creates customization. It creates a life that you're wanting because you are making choices to create the variables that resonate with you most because you are now the client in charge of your life. Number five, you have more time than you think. You just don't know where it's going or haven't optimized it enough. There are people who do more in 24 hours and how they have a relationship with time. They know what they're doing with it. They know how to leverage it. They know how to delegate. They know how they know what's important. They know what they won't do. They have an optimized relationship with time. You have more time than you think, but you need to optimize it enough to see that it wasn't until in, you know, the show notes, as I always reference the clarity workshop, which by the way, uh, was interesting talking about that online. Um, and a, a reel of mine went viral and, um, a lot of people just jumped into, to the, to the clarity workshop asking for the templates on it. You know, uh, when you do the time audit and you find out how much time you're wasting, you'll also know what, what to cut out. You can cut out all the fat. 
that you're wasting in, in your time. So that's a big one. Number six, H is before W in the alphabet. Put health first and wealth will follow. H is before W in the alphabet. Health first always. I'm telling you, a healthier mind is a more optimized, clear, directional, honest version of you in business and in life. If you put health first, you will know exactly how to spend your time, your energy, your money, your work, your relationships. You will know how to be a intentional with everything what do you think follows wealth and i don't mean it doesn't have to be just me money it just means the quality of your life but yes money will flow more as well if you are optimizing your health you are probably optimizing your brain and the way you do things in your entire nervous system now you don't react to things instead as much instead you're constantly trying to find the most efficient way to do something in the least amount of time while maximizing the, the greatest amount of output and um getting the greatest return in all things in your life. H is before W in the alphabet. Put health first and wealth will follow. Number seven, make a schedule for your life and business or the day and others will run you. I probably don't really need to go into that one. Again, Clarity Workshop, show notes. Make a schedule for your life and business or the day and others will run you. If you don't know where you're going, others will determine that for you. Number eight, Concurrently, the overscheduled life is not worth living. That came from Naval. Um, I, of course, added to that that the underscheduled life is not directional. <laughs> so you need to have a you have, have room and flexibility for play and life stuff is really what you need to know there. The overscheduled life is not worth living. You need flexibility. Don't schedule like everything for work. Now, you can schedule your life in terms of like, well, these are the times that I like to do the things, not just work. So you have an idea of what you're doing with your day. But leave room for flexibility, for play and life stuff. Unexpected things can happen. Number nine, you guys have heard me talk about this before. Your priorities are your character. You want to understand somebody? Observe their priorities. Observe their character. Observe what they're giving attention to. What are they doing with their life? You will have an idea of what their priorities are. How are they treating people? How are they treating you? How are you treating people? What are your priorities? Your priorities are your character. It's what people can expect from you. And that's a good feeling. It should be a good feeling. If people know what to expect from you and you like you and you like how you're doing things, not to say that you're not improving, we're improving every single day. But if pe but when you become reliable and that creates a lot of transparency and trust and ease and flow for others and it's their job to do the same. Number 10, red flags should be called out. The art of dealing with things makes you a better communicator and less likely to be taken advantage of. If there's a red flag, if there's a pink flag and you're not even sure yet if it's red, just talk, communicate. You may be wrong, they may be wrong. You both may be wrong. You don't even know. You have to communicate in all situations to better understand what's happening in real time. It could just be a total misunderstanding, which by the way, a lot of arguments are total misunderstandings because usually both people want a great outcome. Search for the great outcome. Play for the great outcome. Communicate to get to the great outcome. Number 11, if you're going to control anything, control your thoughts and actions as well as who you spend time and or work with. You can't control any external variables. You can't control other people. You can't control the chaos of the world. You can, however, be mindful of your thoughts. You can be mindful of your actions. Are those two aligned? Are you liking your actions? And then how are you showing up in the world? And then who are you spending time with or who are you working with? 
What does that feel like? You have the ability to make choices. This one is about what choices are you making? The choices that you are making, you are in control of. If you like them, keep going and expanding on them. If you don't like them, what can you change in the most immediate moment to start making uh, changes in that particular area? Number 12, beware of cognitive overload, overthinking or doing too much, using your brain too much. Work on simplifying things wherever you can so you can do more of what you love at scale. By agency that I created, uh, I always, that was kind of one of the taglines, do more of what you love at scale. How can you be efficient in the things that you love to do so you can do more of them without burning out? Because if you're not careful and you burn out from the things that you love, you may think that means you no longer have a love for that thing. That is not, that may or may not be true, but most of the time it's not true. You may just be overworked or burnt out or overwhelmed. Like anything, whether your work, your creativity, your spouse and relationship, you have to constantly <laughs> work on, you know, how does it get better and better and better? How do you, if you love it, how do you keep working with it? So it starts to come, so it, com it continues to work for you instead of against you. Number 13, big doesn't always mean optimized. This is for business. I know businesses earning 50 million a year in ARR, annual rate of return. For those that are wondering, ARR with 70 employees, 70 employees, and 49 million in operating costs. You heard that correctly. So $50 million that they may be earning, but they have 49 million in operating costs with the million left over. They have, a, and that, that doesn't necessarily go to them. I know small two-person businesses earning $2 million in annual re uh, rate of return and annual revenue, right? With only $50,000 in operating costs. Now, the smaller has higher profit and higher returns. Be careful. This is basically telling you, be careful what you think with big. Now, I have coached uh, entrepreneurs before, and they're like, oh, I want $100 million. I want a half a billion dollar company. I'm like, well, first of all, have you really thought all of that through? Like, what exactly do you want? Is it, do you want the size number or is it like the impact? If it's the impact, no matter what, you want to think about the costs that are associated. Sometimes people don't think about that. I'm like, well, first of all, what's your customer uh, base like? What will be the annual rate of return? No, so not, not the annual rate of return um, to you. What will be the um, retention or the return rate to them if like they want to get a refund or, you know, with the money that goes back? There's a lot of costs involved with running a massively sized business. But in this day and age, you can actually have a lean business that is very operationally efficient online. I can operate an entire digital business off of less than like $800 a month. So what is that? Like a little over nine grand, $9,600 a year. But that could yield you know, like the agency did well over that, way over that, right? So your your rate of return is, um, you're, you have higher profit and higher return. So don't be fooled by big is really what the point is. Don't be fooled by big. I know so many people who, and then by the way, the ones who are running like the two person businesses or one person businesses, they're making great money, uh, small overhead. They're able to, uh, you know, reinvest that money back into their family, into their life. Uh, that's a good life. Funny when people are like, I'm like, well, what would you do if you made a million and a half a year 
you know, free and clear, and you're able to use that on like investing in other areas of your life, including your family. Really? You know, versus the person who's just trying to prove themselves. And sometimes, often, I've seen people who there's, they wanted big companies because they were trying to prove themselves. And I, I understand. When I was in my 20s, that's what I wanted too. I thought like, oh, that'll show how, how look at me, how big I made a company until I realized I'm like, wait a minute. I'd rather be much more low key, <laughs> you know. Number 14, always be the student and the teacher. Teach what you've learned, learn what you haven't been taught yet. Always be the student and the teacher. Teach what you've learned, learn what you haven't been taught yet. Number 15, the ones who scale businesses typically experiment the most. Their pursuit of trying things outweighs complacency. This is life too. The ones who scale businesses typically experiment the most. I have dealt with companies that are so stagnant, even though on the outside perception, they are doing very, they are very successful and doing very well. They're not some of them and they can't experiment. They can't change. They can't like get out of their old ways of doing things. And, um, the ones that do really well are very good at, with humility and taking chances and trying things out and making quicker decisions from moving. Just like I've talked about in other episodes, when you keep yourself in movement, you're able to make next decisions quickly. Their pursuit of trying things outweighs the complacency of others. That's like life too. You can create a more expansive life from experimenting. And in the pursuit of trying things, you will keep making more things happen with your life. Number 16, the day should begin with you. If you put yourself first, you'll be able to show up for the family, community, business, everything better. The day should begin with you. When you wake up, what are you grateful for? Do you pray? Do you meditate? How do you come into the day loving on yourself? and being meditative and clear about who you are, where you're going, what you want, how are you showing up? Yeah, everybody else benefits. Number 17, the day should end with you. Spending time reflecting and being grateful keeps you grounded, humble, and aligned. Now, by the way, of course you might have family and spouse. Your spouse, both of you should be doing this. Because if you're beginning the day with yourself and ending the day with yourself, you're constantly doing the work on yourself that is contributed towards the, the, col the collective of you and your spouse and your family. And spending time reflecting, being grateful keeps you grounded, humble, and aligned. It keeps you thinking about how did the day go? What can I do better? Thank you, God, for all the things that came through. Thank you for, you know, all, all of these things that have happened. Here's what I, I loved about the day. Here's what I could probably do better. Number 18, another quote from Naval, ethical wealth creation makes abundance for the world. We've talked about this. I did a podcast episode on this. Ethical wealth creation makes abundance for the world. I can win and you can win and we can all provide value and we can all make money together or we can all like, or you can get immense value from exchanging, you know, for the money or whatever it might be. I believe in either we all win or I'm not in. Ethical wealth creation makes abundance for the world. If you are creating with the soul um, intention of helping others get further along in an area that they need help with. Amen. You all benefit. Number 19, the future is relational, not transactional. You don't need a million customers. You need a community of at least a thousand to be a millionaire if you choose to be. But really what this was about is the future is relational, not transactional. I believe legacy business was very transactional the last 150, 200 years, maybe even longer than that. We are moving towards a more relational society of brands and individuals who run them that um, people 
trust through choice and understanding and learning what their ethics and their integrity are. And as more people create their individual endeavors and with their passions in mind and from their soul, and you know, there's billions of people on the planet, but if you have a thousand, let's say you have a thousand customers and they paid you a thousand dollars over the course of this year for all of the products and services you delivered, you would make a million dollars if you even choose that route. But the point being is that it's because you are servicing a thousand people so well and taking care of them so well and genuinely interested in their betterment. Again, remember, ethical wealth creation makes abundance for the world. The future is relational, not transactional. The old way of business where someone wins and someone loses. Listen, I'm all for competition. Competition is really, really more about myself. How can I get better and better and better at what I deliver in business? However, if other people, other businesses are out there are doing similar things and they do them very well, that is very admirable to me. That's very aspirational. It's very uh, motivational to me because I'm like, I like how they're doing things. It makes me better. Number 20, your gut intuition is never wrong. That is a relationship you have to constantly cultivate. Your gut intuition is never wrong, but you're going to have to cultivate a relationship with it over and over and over again. I meditate, I pray, I talk with God, I journal, I do a lot of different things. Um, and you know, it's a constant practice, you know, um, I don't always know, but I'm always working on it because we do always know <laughs> number 21. The most underrated form of intimacy is telling the truth Did a post about that a long time ago. The most underrated form of intimacy is telling the truth. The original quote came from this uh, gentleman, Andrew Wisen, and, uh, I added to that, but, um, the, un the most underrated form of intimacy is telling the truth because when you tell the truth, people can know what to expect from you. They can have an honest conversation with you. They know where you're coming from. They know how to help you. They know how, what you're, what you need. They know, you know what they need. You know what each other want. You simply have a deeper bond from honesty all around because it builds trust. And finally, number 22. The rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd. And what I mean by that, and I have done podcasts on that, and I've done newsletter on that, the rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd. You will eventually be paid more or receive more or accomplish more when you work from your soul and you deliver something very differently than the way everybody else is doing it. If you do it the way everybody else is doing it, you are playing in saturated territory that everybody has seen those same things before. Be different. And it should be easy to be different because we are all unique individuals because each of us were born different and each of us were supposed to remain different so we can deliver things from our soul in a different manner, in a different perspective, in a way that the world can consume our talents. The rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd. Remember that. And that is 22 lessons I learned in business and in life that are interchangeable. I could probably do 22 individual podcasts off of this one. I uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in to every single episode. Please leave a written review on Apple as well as a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check the show notes. Clarity Workshop's in there. I am launching a creator studio for those that are looking to work a little bit more on themselves in terms of their creativity and their art and how to you know bring it more online and grow their voice, etc. Um, so stay tuned for that as well as the upcoming merchandise and apparel launch. A lot of people have been asking me for that after they saw some things online. I appreciate you guys for always asking. Thank you for tuning in to every single episode. And until next episode, I'm out.
All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.